Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I always try not to sound like a recording on that for y'all, um, but sometimes it's like the same thing. Just so you know, I read off a script for that. In you case can be like, anybody who's coming wondering. live from the Bone Cave. <laughs> what was it? KWWL. Radio oh, yeah. and News Network, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Um, they used to do those. Uh, uh, Bleep and I are from the same area of Iowa. And so we grew up with the same thing. What was that, guys? Uh, but anyway, they used to do the music uh, concerts at the Dome. At uh, the Unidome. The Unidome yeah. yep. in Cedar Falls, yeah. Iowa. Yep. Yeah. No, anyway. I, I can't do that. <laughs> Grant Price. I can't do the Grant Price. Oh, is he that was w- the best. W- that was he what was he the did. Best. I yeah. used to impersonate him, but it was just, oh. you know, when I was drinking on the rural oh, road, word. words of any roads of <laughs> Iowa. So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, we are here. Uh, anyway, I should tell you who we are here. Here with I got bleep to my left um, as always, and if you ever stop in and you're in Spearfish South Dakota, stop in. We'll show you where we do this, um, and it's not quite as cool as uh, what's that guy's name does uh, a little podcast that's better Rogan. than that. Oh yeah, Joe, Joey, um, Joey Rogan, uh, J R E. Anyway, uh, but it is you know what it is our setup and it works well for us. Um, anyway, across from me is hashtag three ninety three, and uh, Brad Dana. And then to my right, live in the Bone Cave, hashtag Argali Club, Jim Bonanno. You guys have heard a lot about Jim Jimmy Bonanno. Jimmy B. Jimmy B. Jimmy B. The gangster. Welcome, Jimmy B. Oh, glad to be here. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to have uh, Jimmy B. I like that. Jimmy B. Hashtag Argali Club. So, anyway, um, it uh, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, and uh, – uh, Jim was coming through town, so it was fun to grab you and have you on this, and it, it's uh, fortuitous, and it worked out good. Anyway, and I'm Brian Maiman, and uh, we are here today. Hey, I just a real quick shout-out to everybody that's been to uh, SHOT Show, actually not uh, SHOT Show too, but um, SCI, uh, Sheep, Sheep Show, Show, Cowboy Christmas, and the Western Expo. Hunting Expo. Thank you so much for stopping by the booth. I just have to tell you, um, it makes our day to have you come in and say, hey, I recognize those voices, which is uh, particularly unique um, to Brad because nobody ever uh, li- wants to listen to him because he's a dentist. So he's a zzzz, oh. uh, K9, 11, 2, cuspid 3, hole on the inner circle, going to drill it out and plan a new wow, one. Wow, that sounds like <laughs> something from Star Wars. It doesn't oh, sound Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm sorry I'm you have to from hear that. that. I am. What's that? I'm running from that. Totally. <laughs> no, no, jump yeah, on it. No, we we love seeing everybody at the shows. Uh, it's it's really cool, and we appreciate you guys stopping by and saying hi. And yeah, it's super cool, and we really do, and we appreciate you stopping in. All the members and new members and people that just want to know who we are. Uh, we can't tell you how much uh, um, it, it's. Uh, it, it good it is to have you come in and sit down and, you know, water, beer, and lots of candy is our motto in those things because we have to stand there all day too, so we want to have refreshments. We had White Claws in there this year like crazy. There uh, you go. How uh, would it come? Uh, what, you, if you would have known that, you'd have flown out. I would have. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Jim Bonanno. Actually, here's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Jim, 
Uh, I don't know how long you've been a member. Five, six years? Only three years. Only three? Yes. Really? Yep. And, and you were just getting started in your hunting career? Back, getting back into the big game hunting. I did a little in the 90s. Yeah? Well, it seems like you figured it out in a dang hurry there, Jimmy <laughs> And B. I got back into it. And uh, <laughs> I, I got... I got invited on a elk hunt, elk hunt in Colorado uh, with one of your members, horseback. I was able to go on it, and it was uh, in Walden, Colorado, and I had a great time. And I was like, uh, like many hunters out there, I'm, I'm a longtime bird hunter, right? I do right. a pheasant, some dove hunting, and uh, I hadn't done any big game in, in that whole experience and the whole the the silence the uh, stalking and that all of that stuff uh, getting back into that just just felt really good and I had an uphill shot that was pretty steep uphill that I missed and I was just eating myself up over this thing and uh, it got me back into it though like crazy back into it because misses do sometimes they ignite an internal flame as a hunter that makes you want to go dude i'm not having that happen again and i'm 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 because hunters that's instinctively we want to when we make our decision to harvest that animal there's a lot more to it than just killing it walking up to it and throwing up our hands like a you know bull rider so and that elk that i missed is hanging on my buddy's wall that's the worst that's the Jim, worst. That's like adding insult to injury. And I carried it off the mountain the next day. <laughs> it's awful. That's you know. That's why I always say God invented horses. Is that you start packing elk out in a backpack. Yeah, I carried <laughs> it, and uh, that one hurt. So oh boy, it got me back in. So, well, you uh, you seem to have overcome that little hiccup. <laughs> I saw what what did you uh, you did a little hunting this year, haven't you? Yeah, just a bit. I've done. No, oh, I'm sorry. They're looking at the map now. So, They're feeling so, bad since so it's north. It's north central. It north central. It is north central, but <laughs> oh, I will tell you this. Based on the geographical pin, it is actually leans on the western side of the center of the oh state. So it's west of center. <laughs> so whoever said northwestern Colorado I, was right, and the dentist you know was wrong. We're, you know what, though? I, admit, I, I was thinking of Craig. I was thinking way northwest. We were a little, so I was we little, were a little east of there, though. I so. was a little off. So anyway... But you missed the shot. It got you back inspired, Jim. Yeah. And that's what really said, okay, I'm going to do this. A little angry, too. A little but, angry, yeah. A little but, angry. So your uh, buddy ended up killing it. The next day. And it had the thing that really hurt. It had <laughs> it had a nick on the nape oh, of its no. neck. The and, nape oh, of its the, neck. The, the old <laughs> nape nick. Oh, no. And blood running down oh. from, luckily we got it, but it was my shot from the day before. Oh, no way. And now it's on his wall. Oh. <laughs> With the stories, lives forever. Th that's insult to injury. I've had that happen myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a no fun when you find that out. Yeah. You're glad, I mean, but at the same time, you're like, I wish so, I hadn't done that. Okay, so yeah. walk us through this. You, 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 you don't miss him. You actually graze him. I and, didn't know this. And you but alerted I did. him to the fact yeah. that you're in the area. The next day, your buddy comes back and harvests him, and he's a trophy, obviously, big enough to put on the wall. Yep. And he's in Walden, central Colorado, north central North Colorado. Northeastern. Yeah. We were just a little bit east of Walden. <laughs> yeah, so you were in the northeast corner yeah. of Colorado. So you were right yeah, yeah. in the north central part of Colorado. Not, it's not even <laughs> close to northeastern corner. So I grew up in northeastern Iowa. That's in the northeastern corner, as you uh, 
make the quadrant a fourth. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, let's not digress any further. So you you missed this bull, okay, um, allegedly, but you really actually nicked it. The next day you found out you nicked it because it was bloody, and uh, he puts it on his wall. At what point here do you say, now you're angry, you're upset with yourself that you missed the shot, you wanted to harvest it. You go, I'm all in. What what it, what what was it just that and you said damn it i'm going all in i'm gonna start big game hunting again yeah i mean i just i enjoyed everything about that hunt i was able to stalk in on those that there was like three bulls working a herd right in the rut and uh i was able to get close to them i didn't know what i was doing with a rifle were you kind of out in that blm up there we're on public yeah um that uh rolling aspens and stuff yep. out there yeah <clears throat> yep and we were in some quakies and and i got close and I, I couldn't believe how close i was able to get but i really didn't know what i was doing with a rifle i i didn't know and i i could make that shot today you can make that blindfold what you stopped here what did you pick up a little the, the little green hornet there oh T- today tell us about the green hornet well, let, before we go down that road <laughs> let's not digress too much let's stay on the hunting part uh um uh so, because um, Brad could talk ballistics and rifles every minute of the day, He's it's, such a it's, it's like I'm a, sorry, it's like a I'm 15, sorry, Jim. It's like it's yeah. like it's like a fourteen-year-old kid growing up in Iowa when the Sears and Roebuck <laughs> Christmas catalog came out and it had the bra and underwear section in it. That was him. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Uh, oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. That was a Brian Martin reference. I right don't even here, know what right? are you talking yes. about. Exactly. You have no idea. What are you but doing? Anyway, in you, Iowa. you had them in your bed everywhere. So, all right. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's stay focused. Um, so you leave that hunt, and at what point do you say or hear about Rolling Bones to give us a call? I think it was the next year I got invited by one of your clients who was with me on that elk hunt to go on a uh, Colorado Eastern Plains mule deer hunt, which I had no idea that there was big mule deer not too far from where I live in and, Denver. And whitetail. And whitetail, but the the deer are big east of east of Denver. Um, yeah, eastern Colorado is giant mule deer. And, and uh, he said, "You got to join Rolling Bones here if you're going to go." And um, I don't think it was like an ultimatum, but I did join, and and uh, it was perfect for me. It was like the best thing for me getting back into it, which is what I was trying to do. Um, in between there, I I booked a uh, waterfowl hunt for a group of friends up in Canada. That was nothing like what you see online. Um, so we went up there, and, and the outfitter looked at it. We looked at it online for months, and the, the website looked great. We had a great time up there, but it just wasn't. A lot of the guys that had that went on this hunt um, had been waterfowling in Canada before, and I hadn't. And they just knew that it just wasn't like what they expected, and we we still had fun. You got it surprised. Yeah, it wasn't. A, like a professionally run operation. So, right. um, yeah. and I'd had a, another hunt that I did um, in New Mexico on my own. And, and uh, it, I, I had success, but it just, it, I just wasn't, it's, I knew I wasn't on my own really in a good place. So finding Rolling Bones, um, I was all about it. And really, you know, the, the, the whole vetting the outfitters, matching me up to, you know, my ability, what what I wanted to be able to, to what, what kind of species I was looking for, the kind of accommodations I was looking for, the type of hunt, the chances, the 
the size of the animal, you know, the trophy size, all that was really perfect for me. So I was all in with Rolling Bones, too, right from that. So hey, the, you, you grew up in Colorado, didn't you? No. No, I grew up in Detroit. In Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a Midwestern boy. That's why we click. Iowa, yeah. Michigan, Got Illinois. It. But you live in Denver now. Live in Denver since yeah, 1990, basically. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Michigan. Michigan boy. Michigander. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know what? It's cool to hear that from us, from our perspective. I've heard that story before, but, um, you know, it is, you're, you're exactly who we want to help. And let me help you with why that is that way. Okay. Um, I quit hunting, big game hunting, in 1994. 1994, I hung up my cleats to big game hunting. I, I went to, uh, um, I went to a, I went to a caribou hunt uh, in the um, in the Ungava territory up out of Shefferville, and when I came back, I got a securities license and was leaving the meat business. I was leaving the food service and becoming a butcher, or leaving from being a butcher to a, a financial advisor. Uh, stark difference there, right? The contrast, the 180 degrees the other way. Anyway, I hung up my cleats, and then when I started getting back into this, the big game hunting. I was like, hmm, there's got to be a better way to get back into this because I was getting Google at every corner. Yeah. I'd go on a hunt, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And so you, you are the, you're perfect for what our company wants to serve, no matter if you're getting in at the bottom end or the top end of that marketplace. Um, I did the same thing. I book a hunt and go, that's not what I've seen on TV. And I was like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's, that's ultimately how we were even created as a company. Yeah. We don't, but some of these, uh, some some of our clients, like I, I, Jim, it, it, today was in the office for two and a half hours, just going through his hunt plan for the next three four years. One of the reasons, Jim, I think you've had a, a tremendous amount of success is not because you're throwing a giant bankroll at this thing, but because you you approach it like it's like it's uh, it's a business to you. It's like this is what and I, what I want you to do is explain to the audience uh, to our listener today what your wife said about this, because I found that super intriguing today about, you know, because you, you're going to classes on it, you study yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's giant um, mm. because you you are very diligent in your approach and you use our service like that. So maybe explain yeah. that. Yeah, what I told Brian today is it's, it's a little bit like uh, my wife's been very forgiving. I don't know if that's the word of for accommodating to uh, – accepting accepting to <laughs> this lifestyle i was gonna say you know, lenient but i don't um, I like accepting better embracing last, exactly um and i need to thank her thank you sonia um to this especially like this last year it was it was a little crazy um very crazy I, the, the, I think the analogy you've heard you guys have heard of the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man my wife's always like you need to go hunting more i think we must be better to be around yeah. she <laughs> well, hasn't gotten when, quite when to that get, point yet when we get that therapy the outdoor therapy that's what we call it. it's she's, cheaper it's cheaper than a shrink right <laughs> <laughs> but what she's she's explained to me um you know and i i feel like it's hard on her sometimes. The hardest part is when she sees like other moms. We have two boys, Raymond and Michael, that are 11 and 9. Um, and she sees other moms at the school or other people and maybe at basketball practice or something. And they say, where's Jim? And, and she has to say, oh, he's off hunting again or, or, or something, you know, because I'm gone. Um, and I'm gone not quite as much as I was when I was on business, but I'm, I'm gone. And 
she's, she kind of explains it to people, like what they don't understand and what they don't see is, is uh, I've taken up, like it's not just these hunting trips that I do. I go to shooting schools. I, I go to, I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm exercising. Um, I read a lot of a, a lot of instruction calling um, references you you call here and get information from the gals all day long yeah um so it's not just uh you know just going off on these hunts and, and that's it i'll i really have you know taken this lifestyle up and and uh, learned a lot about it so she's dare i say proud of me i guess you know for how i i love how, it i how, love it yeah how i've uh you know really embraced this so sure um I'm not going to say she's thrilled, but she's <laughs> that I'm gone all the time. But but she's she it's sees that side of it. It's yeah, just it's a her perspective. <laughs> so, but but she sees what I do behind the scenes. I guess she knows but how important it is to you. Yeah, and you've made yeah, this exactly, and she shares this, in that. Yep, it's 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 not a priority above your family, but it's important enough to you that it's important enough to her. That's really cool. Yeah, because she knows you're happier. Like my wife would say, you're born in the wrong century. Now, I've always argued that I would really love a hot shower every day, right? <laughs> which yeah. they didn't get in the 1800s. But you're drawn to the big outdoors, the West. You know, you're drawn to all that, and she supports you on that. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I want to see a lot of things. I, I think it's, you know, I, I I like to say you only live once, and I, I want to go out and see things in life. I want to go you to You want to get places. on that horse. You want to ride nine hours into somewhere that nobody's there's not been a human in the last thirty years. That's cool, isn't that profound to think? And that hits yeah. you, right? Yeah, it is. And you know, I never thought I'd like. I always said, you know, screw camping. I w- I don't want to ever camp, but I couldn't. I don't think I've slept better than I did British Columbia, and even I was in Mexico recently in Tiburon, on Tiburon Island, and I slept in the desert. And I I can camp. I can sleep in a tent. Well, so here's my theory on that, okay, spending 30 years in financial services. If I'm not in the wilderness, okay, and going to be doing that, I have no interest in camping, zero. Does that make sense? But the best night's sleep I've ever had are in the wilderness after a long day of hiking mountains. Like this, I have zero interest in climbing a peak of a mountain just to climb the peak of the mountain. But you put a sheep up there for me to go look at and see if maybe I want to harvest no problem. I'll climb the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And, wow. And, and it's it's I don't know. So I understand that psychological bend, if you will. You yeah. Know you know, I wonder. Um, I wonder, Brian and and Jim. This is to you too. Is that how many listeners? You know, if you're listening to the podcast and find yourself like you were, Jim. You know, three years ago, you had kind of hunted a little bit and then kind of gotten out of it, and then something happened where you tried to get back into it again, and then you just you were kind of unsatisfied with that effort and you found something that allowed you to realize the inner hunter. I mean, the person that you really wanted to be as a hunter. And I like kind of what you said about you got involved with the ecosystem really of what Rolling Bones was. It wasn't just booking a hunt and trying to go out and do it. There was a lot more to it than that. I think Brian alluded to that a little while ago. Yeah. Maybe explain that because you have been to, um, our shooting schools. You're engaged in our podcast. You 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 use our concierge service with Kelly and Mary and Lindley and Brian and Brad. Um, me and you are just buddies. Um, you don't use me for much other than hey, um, this one better be good or I'm gonna you know no I'm teasing. <laughs> um, but uh, um, but no maybe maybe that'd be good because um, you said something today that 
that I thought was imperative, and maybe we have you explain that. And then you had said some things to me today at lunch that I was like, dude, people need to hear that because I've felt the same way. He's felt the same way. And it's one thing for Brad and I to sit there and say we've talked about it, but it's another thing because I remember you calling me up going, Brian, I, on day three I was going to call you and tell you I'm done with this and you just sucked it up and got through it and it changed you as a man and maybe you can talk about some of that well yeah brian's talking about the uh my british columbia stone sheep hunt and uh everything about that hunt from the second i landed in fort st george john st john yep uh i was out of my element i mean it was all new to me um from the from the uh, bush plane so and, cool, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, oh, and to <laughs> horses. Um, I mean, I'd been on horses a little bit, you know, on that hunt in Walden, but really that was it. Um, and I didn't know what was going on. And it it um, it really was hard, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not, even, you know, I'm not afraid or embarrassed to admit it, but I fell off the horse five times on that trip. And... Um, Two of them were... We call um, it an unplanned dismount. Exactly. Two of them were, were <laughs> kind of... Three of them, were, I guess, were dismounts. Um, two of them weren't. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> one, one was over the handlebars. And, um, it's it's wow. just... It just happened. Every time it gets easier, then, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, I was sitting there the, the first or second day and going... How am I going to make it to day 10 of this? Like, there's no way. And am I going to be calling up Brian Maiman up saying, get me out of here? here what, what? Broken arrow, you, huh? You know, and just can, you send, can you send a helicopter in <laughs> here on my court? He's going to be yes. texting me on his Delora Maiman. Get somebody in here to am get gonna, my ass out of this Am I going to pull this little orange button here on my, <laughs> on my inReach? <laughs> and, and we, do not, we do not. Rolling Bones does not have an SOS button. <laughs> that goes somewhere else. But um, – but it was just one day at a time, and, and there was an awesome wrangler, a 19-year-old kid from Alberta that, that I think he came out with me uh, to help me. I think that was the plan that day, and he helped me a lot on how to ride. But, I mean, my hands were getting blistered because I was riding, you know, with the wrong form and using my hands on the on the saddle. Saddle horn. You, were, you were grabbing leather, huh? Yeah, and uh, I mean, I was basically one hand on the saddle horn, one hand on the back of the saddle, and all my weight forward, and just you know, I yeah, learned you, were, you weren't getting settled in. And just so you know, yeah, you were riding his kidneys hard on those withers, man. That horse was just feeling it. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's okay. Everybody's got to learn, right? <laughs> and and I I just kept going every day. You know, I had this no quit attitude um, internally, in um, even. One night I went down, I don't even know if I told Aaron this story, I went down to the water and I was filling up some of my water. Nalgene's? Yeah, and I took a big header right on <laughs> into the water. <laughs> Slipped on a rock, it just slammed into my shins. Well, he's going to know now. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> and it, I was in some pain and, and oh, man. my shins swelled up on me and I'm sitting there at the fire <laughs> I was hurting, and but I was going. Did. did I just did I just blow it now? Am I going to be out of here because of this? And and that and. Uh, but you didn't quit. Didn't quit. I had yeah. some. 
I love Had some you, injuries. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. I talked to a guy who got life flighted out of his sheep hunt three years. You just cruised right through that, man. No problems. Yeah. I will tell <laughs> I will tell you this too. If if you're interested in hearing Aaron's side of this story, I have episode ninety four, <laughs> just a few episodes back. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about hunting British Columbia, Aaron references this. But in the end, the story ended so beautifully. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Awesome. It was awesome. You know, I just I would just want to take a moment, okay? Because Jim, my first sheep hunt, after I squeezed the trigger, I was hanging on the side of this apple-shaped mountain. And I'll never forget, you edited the video. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm freaking done. I remember that. I, I, I don't give a <laughs> shit if that ram doesn't die or does die. I, 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 I don't have one ounce left. So, Jim, anybody that's ever been in the wilderness for the first time on a horseback hunt for the first time, they are absolutely dying right now going, brother, I'm with you, and I appreciate your honesty. Because Instagram shows these skinny little mountain rats. (laughs) This is so much fun. I'm living on top of the mountain. And it's so unrealistic. It's just this, you know, and it's like Instagram ruins that. And you you had to, you challenged yourself. And there, how many times in that trip do you think you had that moment where you were like, Jim, you son of a sucker, me and you were going to have a talk? How many times did you have to have a talk with yourself? Oh, every day, every at least <laughs> several times. Yeah, it. I mean, it it was hard, and you know, I I just had a. I, I knew I wasn't going to quit, but I I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it, but right. I wasn't going to let myself give up. But Looking back, I mean, I wanted to go right back out there. So, um, that, that's then, how you know you're a sheep hunter. That okay, that right there, it's like you 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 leave sheep hunting and you go. I've never done anything so physical. It's never challenged me so much emotionally, mentally, physically, all this stuff. And then when you get home, within five minutes, you go. I wish I was back there. <laughs> then you know yeah. you're a sheep hunter. And then I got to tell you, shot the sheep. Got up there. It took a long time to get up to it. Um, Aaron, of course, could just stroll around, and he goes back down to get the horses and leaves me up alone on the mountain. And and uh, it was, you know, amazing view. And I caught it, caught it a couple moments to think about things and take a, take in the glacier there and and everything that happened. And um, it was special. It was really cool. Um, we get down. It's starting to get dark. Our wranglers were following us. He tells me, what do you think about sleeping on the mountain tonight? And I said, sounds awesome. And I really <laughs> felt that way. So we pulled the sheep down to a little clearing in the in the woods there down below us and and pulled the saddle pads out. We didn't have sleeping bags. We didn't have, I didn't, I, we had rain gear. And we slept on saddle pads, ate sheep started a fire, put the horses around That's us. That's pretty and cool, huh? Honestly, I mean, I mean, you're, it was you're, awesome. God I mean, doesn't make it any The only thing, that. I mean, <laughs> that was I would have f- taken whiskey over a sleeping bag <laughs> that night. We didn't have any whiskey. Uh, and, but well, we, we had, we we had talked to Aaron. We had country music <laughs> on our phones and uh, lots of laughs, <laughs> and we, we uh, reminisced huh? by yeah, the fire. It was great. It was really cool, and, and – uh, Next morning, got up and rode out, and it was just beautiful. Like the the the, the morning fog was sitting low everywhere, and the you could just see all the colors of the trees. That was the first night on sleeping on a on saddle pads. First night ever on saddle pads, and I I asked Aaron. I said, "How often do you do this?" 
He said, I haven't done this in 20 years. So that was cool. I'd just done that in Russia. Not saddle pads, though. But, yes, <laughs> I know exactly how I feel. It's amazing, wasn't it? It was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. Hey, you had a few things today. I'd just like you to reference. Um, I don't know if anybody else is enjoying this as much as I am, but this is, uh, this is soul-satisfying for me. Um, uh, you had a few things today that you, you said, you know what, if I, I, I thought about these things, I'd like to tell other people. Because Outfitters listen to this, too. And you had such good perspective on there was two or three things that you're like, man, I'd really like to explain. Because one thing you've learned is that you, you probably ask more questions and you realize, hey, listen, I'm gonna, I, I want to be a little bit more assertive in this process because it is my hunt. So maybe yeah. explain that. One thing I learned uh, – <clears throat> or I guess what I what I told you is one thing I don't like sometimes when I go on these hunts, and it's happened almost, you know, it's, it's almost universal when I go. Most of my hunts are guided, and uh, I did a couple do-it-yourself hunts this year and, and had some success and enjoyed it, but most of my hunts are guided. And one thing that seems like it always happens on these hunts that, that I just kind of wish I'm going to start having a talk with outfitters on before we start is, I want to know what's going on. I want them to tell me, like, when we're we're going riding on the horses. It's your hunt. You where don't, are we going? You don't want to check your brain at the door. Where are we going? Yeah. What are what's the plan? And uh, you know, I was just down in Tiburon earlier, well, last month, and I was the only one that spoke English, so that didn't help. But <laughs> but we they did tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they told you every day what the plan was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but we would see, you know, a band of sheep or one sheep ram standing off, you know, a half mile away or something, and everybody would stop or look, and next thing you know, everybody's looking off, and I'd have to go, what was it? What are we doing? Are we going after that one? And I'd have to get answers. And so it was, unless I was really poking for information, nobody was filling me in. And, and, and uh, that's what I don't like. You know, I wish... I wish people would. You want to guides, be included. Guides would say, "Right there is a you know we're going after it, or we're going to ride up over to the top of that ridge right there. We, you see, or we're going to like look and try to do this today, or here's what the plan is." Because even you know, just it seemed like sometimes you were just along for the ride, but and you have to ask a lot of questions. What's going on? So that's one thing I really you know I think I when I go into hunts now, so I'm going to fix that by. When I go in, so I'm going to see. How you do it in, in Mexico? Muchos las pasas and the montañas aquí. And you're going to say, no mas, no mas. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means lots of steps I, and I learned today. grande borrego. That's about where my borrego. Yeah. I, I think uh, the way I'm going to fix it in Mexico is just, you know, there's always one guy that speaks English. I'm just going to say, tell me what's going on. I kind of started doing that last month. Right. And even though I said it, he didn't do a very good job of it. But. Well, I think Brad said something that, that Scott Palmer always says, who we, we just spent three days with Scott, and how fun was that? That was um, a great time. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, you don't have to check your brain at the door when you're, um, when you're going on a guided hunt. I think his, in his point, and I, I love Scott's uh, approach to guided hunts because this is his hunt, and, he, and he's going to get what he wants from it. And just because we vetted it, just because we um, have matched the hunter to the hunt, doesn't mean, though, that there might be some nuances that they're new guides. We talked to Aaron from Hodgkin's Powder, and he said the same thing. He, you know, he's a client of ours, and he said, listen, you guys put me on a great hunt. It was amazing. Um, I had a great time. It was exactly what I was looking for. You matched me up. One caveat. 
I had a 23-year-old mountain lizard that was ready to run up the mountain, and uh, I'm 52 years old and well-fed. And uh, I was not keeping up with him. Does that make sense? And after day three or four, I had to say, yo, bro, you can run up there all you want, but I'm not going to be standing next to you when you see the animal. Do you want me to put the leash on or the electric dog collar? (laughs) (laughs) You choose. The leash or the electric dog collar. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's imperative for everybody to know you bring up such a good point that we need to express ourselves. And like you said, hey, listen, I'm going to tell them, man, at the end of the day, here's where I – and you know what? Aaron's better than most, but Aaron's kind of a jack wagon too sometimes because I've been riding along with Aaron, Aaron, Aaron for three, four, five hours, and Brad's on this short little fat horse because they didn't want him falling off. You know what I'm saying? Yes, short, (laughs) 18-hand, short, fat horse. It was super short. I saw that horse. Oh, my oh, gosh. You needed a trampoline. Was that Molly? To, like riding no, a giraffe. you were Molly. I was on Molly for one day. Yeah, he was Same on a thing. nice little gentle, oh, narrow. Molly has a reputation for ripping people's heads off, and she was had a vendetta against me, a vendetta. In I was on, uh, what was my Zeus? I was on Zeus or Apollo or some oh, Greek man. god named horse. He had two of them the same. The one was a flat-topped uh, little uh Oh, what's what's that? Uh, yeah, the Swedish well, horse. Yeah, um, Norwe- they, Norwegian. Yeah, is Norwegian. It? Norwegian. Yeah. Norwegian. Somewhere horse. up in You don't have to worry about fjord. Anybody thinking about going with Aaron doesn't have to worry about that anymore. They got the fjords now. Yeah, oh, they just have <laughs> long lines of them. Well, here's here's the reality. I was, uh, um, but but my point was this: um, they're all that way. Aaron's very communicative, but sometimes they know where they're going, and they forget to tell you. And, and I couldn't agree. Well, like when you were sitting there saying that today, we should. We should just say, hey, listen, what's the plan? You know, um, Jeff's that way. Terrible. Throw your watch away. Forget about it. I got this. No, I'm not throwing my watch away. And no, I'm not forgetting about this. And no, yeah, you don't because he was wrong by a day. <laughs> he was totally wrong by a day on a hunt. You I shot went. it on the last day. <laughs> he except it wasn't. The, <laughs> except for it wasn't on the last. And we rushed down the mountain and didn't need to. I could have taken a little bit of a break. <sighs> anyway, so I, I totally, totally understand what you're saying. So anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Well, then the other one I mentioned to you, and this probably is a little advice I can give everybody, but this is my experience. When you get an animal, you have your harvest, and it's time to take pictures, I found give the guide, whoever's taking the pictures, your camera, your your phone, because getting them to give you those pictures is like pulling teeth. Yeah, we always do it with our phone. We've got the we've got really good well, I mean, the neat thing about these cameras is you can actually even call on them sometimes when you want to. <laughs> right. Well yeah. Our cam- at I mean, at we the end get, of the day what yeah. used to cost uh, two, three thousand bucks as a camera standalone, you have in an iPhone. Now. Yeah. But like I told you today, we just ha- so much so that you know what I've done? I've dedicated an entire phone now just to hunting trips because it's like, nope, they go, I'll take a picture. Yeah, glad you will. You can do it with my phone yep. too. <laughs> I don't even like, like, it's so true because oh, I'll get to tell you when I get that truck. Oh, I'll get to tell you when we get in the airport. Mm-hmm. Then you're sitting on a plane and they have them and you call them. You call Aaron and say, send me a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do that when I get a chance. Yeah. When they never get a chance. No, and and to that point, though, we even bring our phone. Our, our phones have phone cam adapters on them, and we have the adapters for the spotting scopes. I mean, so you could take all your pictures. I have lots and lots of pictures through my own spotting scopes that you wouldn't otherwise get because they don't take them. Yeah. Brian shot a sheep that was legal that was it was legal and not even in doubt, but 
it, it was the fourth day or whatever that he finally took a picture that they passed up on the first day because he had his phone cam adapter on, took it on his phone, on his spotting scope. Well, heck, that cheap's way legal. Well, here's, what they, here's what they said to me. Where'd you get that picture? I said, I took that picture. I was looking at it. I said, I don't know. I like that ram. And he's like, well, what, what ram was that? And I said, that's the picture we saw on the first day. And he looks at it and he goes, well, you know what? It's body. It was really pointy hips and it had big pot belly. But his horns were so light that you couldn't count rings. Well, I just snapped a picture of him through the video of the um, – of the um the the what's uh what's that called spotting I'm scope a, i'm having a joe biden moment spotting scope thank you and it's like whoa look at all the rings on that thing they were just stacked in there well that thing's way legal let's go kill him 37 uh 37 and three quarters inches great ram nine and nine and a half almost 10 well nine to ten years old boom yep that's good, good advice you know what we really usually, good advice. we we recommend people bring a little uh video camera too because you can get those little video cameras we do a lot with those little video cameras, super yeah. handy to have, you know, riding horses. I can't tell you how much amazing footage I've had on horseback with one of those little handicaps. Well, and the other thing is, is I think sometimes people have this trepidation or reservation or, you know, fear that the outfitter is not going to want to take a picture of them. Wait a second. No, no, no. Uh, now I'm like this here. Hey, get a picture of Brad and I here. Get a picture of Lindley and I here. Get a picture of Brian and I. Hey, Jim and I need a picture right here. Hey, you know what? I, I'm here. Okay, I need and, a picture right with that in the background. And how often are they jumping, trying to jump into our pictures? Because they right. don't take any. Because they don't take pictures a lot either. And and so I, a lot of times they'll say, no, you get in the picture. Let's go. And so, yeah, for sure, man. Um, that's a really good point. And while we're at it and we're beating up Aaron. Well, let's I, keep beating I, up No, no, I'm going to give him some. One thing I never really understood, you know, um, we talk about Jonathan. And he, Jonathan's in my opinion, a badass. And he, he goes up and helps these, these, uh, John Ankner. Ankner. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. so this is, man. this but is cool it, it, because this is some of this little camaraderie. Yeah. Of, you guys have done shooting, shooting well, events, yeah. shooting they, schools. They're in the Argali club, yeah. right? And yeah. so, yeah. And so Jonathan goes and helps cut trails with one of his longtime guides up in Canada. And I said, Oh, I'll, I'd like to let me know when you go, I'll come help you. Well, then I went with, with, uh, Aaron and Aaron's, gets out in front, walking his horse, pulls the axe out, and he starts cutting trail and swinging and knocking down trees with one swing. And I ain't going to cut a trail with anybody now over again. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. I watched that. And, and I mean, the amount of work that and these Jonathan's guys. Jonathan's been on this podcast, too, yeah, by the way. I, he was on early Episode on. 59. Yeah, episode 59. That's why <laughs> we quick. have bleep. That shit's on his tip of his tongue like crazy. And that was a real shitty one because Jonathan's not that articulate. But anyway, that was but, just for Jonathan. <laughs> but what, what, what I saw just in my 10 days of the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of preparation. So cutting a trail, what people don't understand, if you go up into these mountains – once you're gone for two weeks, you, that trail's usually, that requires a lot of work. Now, it might not be two weeks, but darn sure from year to year, you can't ride your horse back up in there. So even in Wyoming, if you're going into one of these trails in Wyoming, you know, these outfitters, they can't, they can't use chainsaws, whatever. Well, if it isn't for these outfitters, a lot of that country is inaccessible because all the deadfall and stuff, it blows in and falls over across these trails, your horseback trails or your hiking trails or whatever, however you're going to access this right. country. You can't get in it. 
But up in BC, that's cool because they ha- they ride a they they have a mule in tow, and it's got this little chainsaw carrier because they can use chainsaws in BC. Whereas you know, like Wyoming wilderness, you got to use a, a bow saw or something. But stop, ride right up to that, and these horses are so gentle; they're so used to this. You grab the, you take the bungees off, you slide the bar out of the the improvised chainsaw carrier, mule carrier, mule scabbard, yep. and they fire it up right there. The horses don't say boo; they uh, knock it down, and off you go. That works until you lose the chainsaw. Oh yeah, that's a bad day. That's a that's <laughs> no a way. bad, really bad day for sure. <laughs> so wow. we were at that point, and Aaron was back to the axe. Ooh. Oh, and, that's bad. and uh, it was. I mean, it was impressive watching him work and just, you know, I'm sitting on my horse going along slowly and then watching him just swinging the axe and knocking down trees. I just so. sent Ankner a message. I said, we're talking about your brother. And I sent a picture of the four of us on this podcast. And he says, I was just talking about your big-ass gorilla, the pa- you big-ass gorilla the past three minutes uh, ago. And we'll be there in three days. So Ankner's coming out, right? And I said, can't wait to see you. Uh, uh, I better not. Yeah, I won't read the rest <laughs> of that. <Okay. laughs> we'll so shut that down did. right yep. there. I, I see <laughs> some. Know. Oh, he, no, you already said he says, oh, oh, you got my ass laughing, but I see Brand, I see Brandy in, in back there in my man Jim and Bonanno uh, and Brad Dana. So anyway, um, there you go. So You know, I think Jonathan's story is kind of similar to yours, Jim, too. I mean, Jonathan went from being kind of a novice to being a, a, a really, really good hunter. Yeah. Got stuck on a mountain in Tajikistan with no fuel. Yeah, I'm just going to be curious. curious. A lot of them. Oh. A lot of admiration for him. Yeah. I really do. And, you know, the, the amount he's willing to help, you know, he's always always been willing to help. You know, yeah. I've only known him two two years maybe. And sure. uh, yeah. he's always been. He's a That's dude. a great thing yeah. about hunting. And Al's, that Al's commu- a great dude too. Yeah, he's community, two, yeah. two totally different guys. Yeah. yeah. Best friends. I mean, they come through Denver and they always want to go out to lunch or dinner and we do. And, you know. I've made a lot of friends through this endeavor. Yep, you bet. You know, and, and well, it's uh, one of the things that we've we've tried to do a good job of is have this community where you all know each other because it's it's no different than Javier. Um, he was um, he was at the uh, the expo this last week, and you know what? He comes in, he goes, "Hey, where do I get one of those vests? All you guys look the same in this uh, booth. I'm a part of the team, so I give him a vest." He goes, "Okay, I'm going to go get outfitters that I want to book a hunt with, and then I'm going to tell them I don't book a hunt unless I do it with Rolling Bones, and I'm going to drag their ass down here, and you can vet them." For Javier me. had all kind. He brought. He was in the booth the whole dang weekend. Yeah, four days, and he was in there and and helping. And, and I got to tell you, that's my favorite part of our company and what we do is we get to build these relationships and help serve and work with you because it is a brotherhood and uh, bone collectors has it right and you know we've had nick munn on here before too and uh um who's a big part of what we're doing nick is um but uh he is uh um he is uh yeah it, it's it's absolutely a brotherhood but you talk about um you talk about uh, uh al and jonathan okay right. because you have yin and yang oh right y- yeah right. i mean like you Opposites. couldn't couldn't you couldn't get opposite, more polar opposite but they're partners in business and they run yeah. a, they run a, a, an extraordinary right. successful company right and and it and the, the it works for them they, they don't get in each other's lanes yeah it looks kind of like me and you the nice guy and then the bully <laughs> he's so Aren't full you? of that so that was bleep okay. not having to bleep me out all right there you go so you know what though honestly jonathan has told me before he goes man i literally gotta call al up and say al you gotta quit working 
And, you know, what I found out is when partners work that hard for each other, it's just like a guide. And my point to that was going to be those two are magical partners. Jonathan has told me I have to call Al up and say, Al, quit your freaking work and we're going to go do this. We're going to take a break. If you give your guide that much effort and your guide gives you that much effort in the mountain, you're going to have a harmonious relationship too. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And that's, that's the part I will tell you, Jim Bonanno, all the outfitters have told us about you. You don't know quit, and you're a positive dude. And those are the only two things people need is, you know, from an outfitter's perspective, they don't want to not know quit, and they want positive. And that's you. And that, that's a testament to you. And we do the easy part. Um, we went to work and, and put the company together, but you do the hard part. You, you, you've paid a price. You didn't work for 10, 15 years just like I didn't, so you could go get yourself in a position to go hunting a little bit. You've done that, and uh, your attitude You didn't is, play for 10, 15 years. I didn't is, that what play. You, is that what you meant? Yeah, I didn't play yeah. for 10, 15 You just worked. I just worked. You, yeah, you just, I didn't you just do put anything. your nose down I to the grand stone. I didn't go and I didn't do anything. If it wasn't with my family, I didn't do it. So You did the same thing. Yep. So you're you're a half slammer now. You've shot your rock. Yeah. Uh, you shot your uh, stone, stone sheet, and you yeah. shot your desert. Yeah, desert bighorn. So you're a half slammer. And Ankner's way behind you, I think. Are you? <laughs> I think Ankner's only killed his. Um, hasn't Ankner just killed doll? Uh, just a doll. Uh, just a doll. So now I'm in a tech. He's <laughs> he's only got one, technically he's only got one day of sheep hunting. Do we even? Do we even call him a sheep hunter then? I don't uh, even, one uh, day. No, he, he's a sheep hunter. I, he, you know, that crazy guy's went to British Columbia with outfitters. He's went to, because, like, he went up and killed his doll. He goes, oh, next year I'll just come up and help you guys. And here's a guy that. That's right, because he, 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 he did the he, whole hunt in uh, to Tajikistan. He likes to challenge himself. Just didn't, he just went didn't to be a packer. It. Yeah, just he, to be a packer. Here's he a saw an opening online. Old, you know, for a very successful no guy. Way. No way. No, really? yeah, Seriously. Yeah. He calls up and goes, hey, Brian, I'm going to go up there and do this in this outfitter because the guy used to work for one of the other outfitters we booked him into. Oh, funny. He's like, dude, I went up there for 10 days. He did call back. Hey, I, I'm going to text him right now. We're busting your ass. I wish you were on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, getting back to your slam, are, are you just uh, – where does sheep sit in your world now? Not that it's well, everything. It's, it's, it's important. It's, uh, for me, it's sheep and mule deer. Sheep and mule deer. That's yeah. your jam, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you shot a couple of, you shot two mule deer last year. Is that right? Well, if you count Mexico in January. Mexico in January. So you all, I, uh, caught, I yeah. shot three. Three. Wow. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. So you love mule deer. Sheep's addicting. You're going to do it as much as you can while you're young. Yeah. I'm not, not so young, but I'm young, young enough, I guess. R I'm, you're young enough. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good point though. Like uh, Brad started like that conversation what's your future what do you, what are you planning to do from here what's your next step well i had a nice sit down with kelly and brian this afternoon and we got some hopefully stuff from the, the works i got to talk to sonia you're, you're working yeah. on your hunt plan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after last year after last year I, we I, don't we don't ask sonia we don't tell sonia we talk to sonia <laughs> yeah we gotta we gotta uh, we're a team yeah. <laughs> so well we you, and your sure. boys you're nine and eleven so yeah. your boys still are reliant on uh, they they there's a lot of parenting going on yeah there's parenting and and uh i want you know if they want to i want them to get into it and raymond my oldest shot a turkey which is Last nice. last uh, really nice. May in in Kansas and talk about cool moments. That was that was right up there. And, right. and uh, he just drilled the thing and um, just really cool. And uh, then I shot one in the afternoon and he said, first of all, he said, why do we have to 
stay here for your your turkey. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I got, got mine. mine. <laughs> hey, Dad, this is all about me. I got mine. Let's go. And then, and then he made sure and pointed it out that you know mine was much smaller and everything. In every oh way. man! So, but it was there, fun. There I was mean, the reason, son, so I could yeah. shoot a smaller tom than you. But those are great moments, it's, though. You know, and he he came with me um, deer hunting this year in Colorado for a couple of days, and, and uh, we didn't. We didn't harvest while he was with me. He went home for Halloween, and I was able to, like, this, these, these deer in Colorado are so close to Denver that I went home for Halloween, trick-or-treated, and I went back. He went to school Monday morning, and, and I went back out, and we got it done that week. But but he loves it. He he can, uh, you know, he gets to drive the pickup a little bit. Don't say that to, to the school or whatever, but he, well, you know what though that, that's actually okay. So you live in town, so some of your hunts are being you're able to take him out with you, and that affords him a little bit of the lifestyle and you to provide that exposure to him. You know, and we take that. How old is he? Fourteen? No, he's eleven. Eleven. I was going to say so. So we were driving hand clutch Alice Chalmers because you couldn't reach the foot clutch. So we were driving hand clutch Alice Chalmers at seven, eight years old. Gleaner combine yeah, exactly. at fourteen. <laughs> exactly. And then what they would do is just pin the throttle so we couldn't get it going very fast. Well, not that you wonder why they have a lot of deaths on the farm in Iowa. Maybe that can explain some of them back then with the youth. However. Um, uh, my point is, is that it also creates an independence and an understanding and a respect for what's going on. You know, um, what do they say? Kids that hunt don't mug little old ladies. I hope not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I have not heard that. You've never heard that. I have not. Yeah. Kids that hunt don't mug little old ladies. They just don't. They, they, I mean, there's no need to. Little, they, they, they don't they, mug anybody. They don't mug anybody. They get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? I'll never forget both my boys' uh, first animal they took when they went up there. It, it was profound to them. And uh, because, you know what, they couldn't put the life back into it. And they were both probably mm, six or seven years old, you know, on our uh, on our 40 acres in northern Wisconsin. And they sat there and looked at that dead animal. And one was a porcupine and the other one was a grouse. And they both were like looking at that animal and looking and, the, and you know, holding it in their hands going, holy smokes, you know, Dad, I can't make this thing. That's right. So if you point that gun at anybody, anything, you squeeze the trigger – they can take their life, and you can you can't bring that moment back ever. And that that you know, and your son's getting that. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 you're getting me to go off on a tangent. Yeah, that was interesting. When Bailey shot her deer, she sat there and looked at it this year. She shot her first first deer, and it was her first buck. Yeah. And I go, what do you think? And she goes, it's just hard to believe. It was just sitting here eating. It, it was alive. I I mean, I I ended that. It was, it was pretty profound for her. Terminato. You know? Yeah. Yep, she was like, you know, she yeah. was super excited, but super reflective of it. It yeah. was, wow, this is... You know what, that's funny you mentioned that, too, because I don't think in hunting we talk enough about that stuff, yeah. you know? I mean, you always hear all of the, you know, like the way the... Na- this is digressing for just a second yeah. about how, you know... When, Whoa, when, write this down. <laughs> Bleep is digressing. Bleep has some... Okay. He's, he's the great philosopher, right. as I'm they not, say, I huh? Won't, if I you won't. get... If you can dodge wrenches, you can dodge dodgeballs. Okay, no, go ahead, digress. I'm just gonna. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write you this know, down. You're right, you hear a lot about you know, in, in Native American culture when they harvest a buffalo or they take a deer or something like that. There's ceremonies that take place, and I mean, I, I, I've even seen this with uh, Tracy Valdez, mm-hmm. and when they're hunting in Tajikistan, and you know, and they take, uh, you know, Marco Polo. There's a ceremony that takes place honoring that animal and that animal for its life. But it isn't. So it's not something that was just reserved to 
I don't think Native American culture. I think a lot of hunters that are um, good sportsmen also recognize just what Brad was talking about and what Brian was referencing too. I think there's an important part. I know it makes an impact on me. Whether it's a pheasant or a deer, it doesn't matter. Well, and it was fun because, you know, Mason – Mason didn't have as much reflection. He was he he was into it. Well, right? he's moved to another level. He, right. He's taken a few animals. And Bailey, so. she she uh, she sat there for a while, which I, I appreciated. Yeah, both my boys. I'm telling you, they they pondered what they did, and I don't think there's. I actually, yeah, kid boy, kids that hunt don't mug little old ladies. People that hunt don't mug little old ladies. You know, um, we understand the reference. We don't have to hunt a little old lady um, to understand we're a predator. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's profound. I should get a bumper sticker um, <laughs> made for that, and uh, we can we can have them. But anyway, so so you do have some hunts coming up. You're you're working on your hunt plan right now. Yeah. Um, and the fun thing for me to see is I heard you talk, and now I was involved in it today. But I heard you talk. You referenced Kelly and Mary, and you spent an hour with both of them today, going through your plan for 22, 23, and twenty four. Um, and it 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 never ceases i i used to say in in my i still i still say this in my other business all the time in in seminars and training i say a hundred percent of success is preparation and communication show me a football team that wins i'll show you a football team that was better prepared and they communicated their plays better show me a business person that wins i'll show you somebody who is better prepared and communicated better to their audience and their clients Fact of the matter is, when you have success over the next three years, it'll come back to the fact that you were prepared. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Preparation and communication. And Definitely. so I, I love that about you, and you're very meticulous with it. You, you have a you have a very um, uh, significant approach. Distinctive. Yeah, approach. definitely. I think you know, and you bring up Mary and Kelly, and and uh, they're very very important to the whole process. So um, both of them helped me out tremendously. Um, I, can, I know I can pick up the phone and, and call either one of them and, and, you know, they both have served their, their various purpose, but um, huge helps. And, and I don't know if we could do it without them. And uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're, I, I really am thankful for both of them. I, you know what? And you treat them like gold and we appreciate that. And uh, um, you know what? This has been a fun podcast for us. Jim, Me too. Um, finally, yeah. I didn't, and I didn't get bleeped. You, you, did, you did not. The whole time. You did Dad, not. Is that good or bad? We can fix it right now. Say something, oh, and, we'll, we'll, <laughs> and we'll have him bleep. I don't have my wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, listen. I, I just got to tell you before we move on. I just want to say thank you. I want to take a second and say thank you for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio. Texas. Ohio. Oh, I'm sorry. Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio. Iowa, Michigan, and Texas. But Texas came in last, right? Just to let everybody in Texas Well, just know. in like the top five. Because they could refer more people. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. Let me give a shout-out to Michigan. Um, yeah, the Michigan boy. You should. Boy. You that absolutely awesome. should. Yeah. yeah, well, we do seriously appreciate you listening. And Perth, Australia. I don't know who in Perth told everybody about everybody, but we just had the a – The Western Territories are coming through. Yeah, absolutely, man. We need to go hunting out there. If you're from Perth – Get a hold of us. We'd love to get something organized, and maybe we'll come Somebody hunting Somebody from Walloon Gaba must have moved. Walloon Gaba. Walloon Gaba called their <laughs> cousin right. at birth and said, hey, here you go. But anyway, no, we uh, we really appreciate you. And listen, we want to make your next uh, adventure your easiest yet. We want to work with you. Um, uh, paying for your adventure, we want to make that obtainable. 
And remember, our members have an opportunity. It's our exclusive hunting expedition layaway plan. And uh, it's it help. Yes, that's right, help. We want to help you get on your next trip. I was talking to some guys today. I was talking to a bunch of people on the weekend, and they love the fact that they can get started with us. You might not think you can go on that sheep hunt or that elk hunt or that mule deer hunt, and maybe it's just a little bit out of your budget. But if you call here, um, get with Kelly, get with uh, um, one of our advisors, our concierge service members, we will definitely help you uh, get your hunt book, get you on the list, start making payments, and by the time you get ready to go in the next three, uh, two, three years, we've helped you do it. So anyway, um, what does that stand for? Hunt? Expedition layaway plan. Expedition layaway pro plan, and uh, it's 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 for our members, and we appreciate you. So here's a quick reminder, though: subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many the other locations. Leave us an honest rating review, which will help others find the podcast. Tell us what you think, what you'd like to hear, and we would love to do it. Um, we would love to have that. And listen, if you've been a member of ours, and uh, and we've helped you. And uh, there's been something you said, listen, I have value. I'd love to be on your podcast. Hey, give us an email. Um, just hit that orange tab at rollingbones.com. It says contact us. And we have a software system that those have tracking numbers on. We'll get back to you right away. And if there's a way we can get you on this podcast, um, we sure would love to have you. Um, I appreciate so much you listen. Believe you want to say something before I go? No, just thanks, Jim, for stopping yes. in. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. This is a little bit of a long time coming, and I really appreciate it. My first podcast. <laughs> well, awesome. You, well, you know what? You've added so much <laughs> well, value. You're a podcast virgin. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, we just so appreciate you, Jim. And seriously, um, every time the phone rings and I see it's you and I know you're getting in from somewhere, I am dying to take that puppy. And, uh, um, and so anyway, until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting. No, no. That was, see, that wasn't even the right one.